It's time to grasp the Word. Hear, read, memorize, meditate, and study your Bible with us. The theme of GRASP 2022 is Worship and Wisdom from the Word. Thank you for joining our Psalm of the Month podcast. We invite you to let the Psalms raise your worship from an experience to a lifestyle. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Welcome to Grasping the Word 2022, and we are doing our Psalm of the Month podcast today, and uh, with me is Assistant Pastor Andrew Parker. I'm Pastor Mark Parker of Southern Oaks United Pentecostal Church. Our Psalm of the Month is Psalm 19, so if you want to, grab your Bible and open it up to us. We will be primarily reading from the King James Version today. So if you have that, you can uh, look, follow along with me as I read this uh, psalm. I want you to notice that the psalmist said in that first verse, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. And the psalmist was absolutely uh, telling us that the greatness of God, the glory of God's revealed through what his creation and what he did. This is not so unique because we even find that about mankind. For example, Leonardo da Vinci, who is probably the painter of the most famous and well-known painting of the world of Mona Lisa. And then you would think of the French Impressionist Monet, who did a lily pad impression that's known as the French Impression. And then we would have Michelangelo, who was a great sculptor as well as a painter. But the statue of David, the sculpture of David, is probably the most famous, but he's done Moses as well as he had one with Mary and uh, the lifeless body of Jesus Christ after the crucifixion laying across her lap. And there are others as well, but it is through their works that we know their name and their name was made great by the works of their hands. We would also have an, an American architect, Frank Lloyd Wright, who uh, designed over a thousand structures over his 70 years of career. The most famous was built in 1935 called Falling Water, and it's been labeled the best all-time work of American architecture. So his name was made great by what he created. There's also composers. For example, you would probably know this, this song. You probably already know the composer was Beethoven, made famous by his own creation and the use of his own skill. The, David, the writer of this psalm, who in last month's psalm, Psalm 80, said, when I consider the heavens, here in this psalm, he did consider the heavens, and he said, they declare the glory of God. So the greatness of God is seen and discovered by man through what he has made. In the first part of this psalm, you're going to see that expressed in a very unique way. But this psalm that we're going to read is basically has three different focuses, so three parts to it. And going to see if you can 
while we are reading, decipher where the subject slightly changes. They are all connected, but there's a slightly different focus in the psalm. So as we start out, obviously that's part one, but while we're reading, maybe you can pick up where part two would start and ultimately part three. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Day unto day utter speech and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it. And there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgressions. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In in the early days of the psalmist, David, um, while keeping his father's flock, he, he, was, he was immersed in nature and he was also immersed in the study of the word of God. And it's, he, these are two witnesses to the glory of God. And this is kind of the structure of this, of this song, of this psalm that you have here. The first section is creation shows the glory of God. And this is from verses one through six. And nature itself is indeed a wonderful testimony to the glory of God. Its beauty and majesty, um, show us that there is indeed a creator. Uh, can anyone I mean, can't you see the power of God in a thunderstorm or a volcano up, um, eruption? Can you see His mercy in the sunrise? The Bible says His mercies are new every morning. Um, can you see His beauty in the sunset? Can you see um, His knowledge that He has in, in the, the beauty of wildlife? Um, does, doesn't the vastness of the universe show the vastness, vastness of God and of His power? Nature itself is a awesome, awesome witness of the glory of God. And in verse 3 of the psalm, it says, there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. I mean, this means that the testimony of creation can be seen by anyone. It can be understood by anyone, no matter what language they speak, um, no matter what their cultural background, there is no excuse. Everyone can see creation clearly 
shows this. Romans 1.20 says, For the invisible things of God of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So nature is, is indeed a great testimony of the glory of God. The second part of the psalm, um, David talks about the witness of the Word of God. And the Word shows the grace and the power of God. This is verses 7 through 11. And what we can learn from this, he says, instruction of God is, or the, it says, um, I believe in the psalm, it says, the law of the, the, Lord. Law of the Lord. And what that law, what that means is the instruction of the Lord. It's, it's, it's the teaching of the Word. The, right. The, uh, the Old Testament word here for, for law is Torah, which actually means teaching. And that's, that's what the first five books of, of the law are the Torah. That's the teaching of the Lord. And what that means is it's, it's God correcting us and, and working on us and moving on us. And what it says is it converts the soul. It changes, it changes us. It changes our very nature. It gives us life. Um, his testimony is sure. His witness is sure. You can depend on it. It makes wise and simple. Um, his judgments or rulings are right, rejoicing the heart. And that's one thing about God. His commandments are not grievous. Um, they are a joy. Following the Lord, living for Him is something that is awesome, That that is joyous. And 1 John 5.3 says this, for this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not grievous. Um, it also says the commandments of are pure, enlightening the eyes. They're not corrupt. They purify us. They give us proper vision. And he goes on, these are, they are worth more than gold. They are sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. And we are, we are warned by the scriptures. It, it, it tells us don't go that way. That is an unprofitable way to go. But we also, um, learn that in keeping the word of God, there is a great reward. So these are the two witnesses, um, the creation and the word that David talks about. And when we, when we get the message that the word and creation is trying, um, to give us, it should result in a response from us. And when David, he saw the, the glory of God in nature, he saw the power of God and, the, and, the, and that he could depend in God from the word of God, that, that caused him to pray. He realized his own fragility that he had. He realized his own powerless, like how small he was in, in the vastness of the universe. Um, and, and he, what did it result in him? Him praying that God would help him. And nature and the word reveal that he is Lord, he is our strength, and he is our redeemer. It reminds us of our own fragility and powerlessness. And we're not even aware of all the times we sin. Um, yet God is aware of them. And so that's why David ends this psalm with a prayer. He'd, he'd been confronted with the witness of God in nature and the word of God. And he, and he this resulted in him crying out to the Lord, for repentance. He is my Lord. He is my strength. And He is my Redeemer. I'm kind of connecting this psalm with a verse from Hebrews 11 and verse 6. Uh, Hebrews 11 is the faith chapter. It says, but without faith, 
is impossible to please him. But this, this part, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And when I look at this psalm, I'm thinking the creation, uh, you mentioned the invisible things of God are clearly seen from the things which he made. But this first part speaks of the creation and its voice that is heard in regardless of language it's throughout all the earth. Of course, it's not an audible voice, but it is nevertheless a voice that's not heard with the ear, but maybe with the heart or soul. But it is a testimony that God is. And he that cometh to God must believe that he is. So the first thing is, we believe God is. But secondly, beyond that, we have to believe that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so when we desire the word of God, more to be desired are those words than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. So it is, we are seeking him. He's a rewarder of them that seek him and um, that diligently seek him. So we're looking at diligence in the word of God, just studying the word alone without a desire to know God. You'll never discover him as a rewarder, but when you diligently seek him. So I see the first part, the first division verses one through six correlated with believing that he is, but the second part and even the third part, even though the third part is kind of a petition or prayer in response to this, it is believing that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And God is a rewarder and his, he has the power to change our lives. The word of God has the power to change even our desires uh, to make them right and correct. One of the most beautiful psalms you could ever learn. I hope you can learn it word by word and uh, repeat it often to yourself. Now, from this psalm, we are applying because we're talking about we want worship to be more than experience, but we want it to be a lifestyle. So how can I take this psalm? This, this psalm of praise and apply it to my life to where it affects my everyday living. So number one, we should pray for a desire in us for the word of God and the plan of God in our life. We need to desire the word of the Lord. Why? Because there will be no change without a desire for the word. The word can change us like nothing else can. And so, number one, we pray for the desire for the word of the Lord. The Bible speaks of those in the New Testament who have a love for the truth. I've actually been praying, God, I don't want to just know the truth, but I really want to love the truth. And that would really create a desire to allow the and the opportunity for the word to change my life for the better. And uh, secondly, we're to let the word have the work in our lives. And I said, it's beyond knowing it, but allowing the word to constitute change in our life. So I, we need to pray for the, the results that are stated in the psalm to be in our own lives, for us to be converted, for us to be cleansed, for us to be convicted of our sins, for it to give us encouragement and strength and vision and wisdom in our lives. So, and number three, that we should properly respond to the obvious witnesses of nature and the word of God in our lives. That we need to see God in the heavens. We need to see his work, recognize his work. 
I think that in our day, people are looking at the wrong things. There's a lot of people with their cell phones and computers, and right now you're looking at a, a device, and where David's day, what he had to look at was the heavens, and he pondered those heavens. I think we need to spend times in meditation upon the creation of God to, to see his greatness. And finally, uh, really, we want to know who God really is and see a, our need for him until we can receive complete salvation. And so a desire for the word, a desire that the word would change us, a desire that we would have a proper response to the creation and the word of God, and finally that we'll realize who God really is and we have a great need to be saved of him. Thank you today for being with us in our podcast and uh, of the month. This was the month of March 2022. And please join us next month for another great song. God bless you, and may you grow in the Lord this month.